0: On today's show, how have P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford changed the Mavericks ceiling? What would a healthy Mavericks ceiling look like this season? Reggie and I will talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentzic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Lockdown ah, Mavericks! NBA champion! He hit it! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! You, if you don't believe, you shouldn't be here.
1: Loyalty never fails the winning
0: Welcome You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and MVP channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Lockdown Mavs your first listen today. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let me know in the comments section, what do you think the Mavs' new ceiling is? Has it changed for you? What do you think about it? LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And joining me from 1053 the Pan, what you got for me, Reggie Tula Uh
1: I I do have a sticker. Uh I know that you posted a picture of me at the game this weekend where we got to see Daniel Gaffer and PJ Washington. That's right for the first time with the Mavs. And you you took a very a picture that you were excited about and I was nonplussed about. <laughs> And I know that one at least one person asked, did he get a sticker? And I just wanted to <laughs> specifically take this time to speak to that one particular listener. Yes, I did. <laughs> you got a sticker mm-hmm. and you were the fan. <laughs>
0: That's right. We'll talk about the Mavs' new ceiling, especially if they're healthy. If this Mavericks team stays relatively healthy the rest of the season, what changes for the Mavericks? They're in an interesting spot in the standings right now where it's, it's not ridiculous to say that they could catch that top, top group if everything goes really right. And so let's kind of look at that, especially with their schedule. Uh, And then we'll talk about if we're getting a little ahead of ourselves in all this, right? Like, right. Seems fun. Now beat a good team in the thunder. Uh, Gafford and PJ Washington seem to fit in like a glove and everything, everything's going great right now, but how are we getting ahead of ourselves? We'll talk about that. And then let's start here, Reggie. Okay. We saw Daniel Gafford and PJ Washington, their debut, and how mm-hmm. they can change the Mavericks, especially especially against a team like the Thunder. In your opinion, let's start with Gafford because it, it seems like his impact was massive the other day. How does Gafford change what this team can be?
1: Um, it adds a... Ver- <clears throat> oh, that's awful. That's an awful start. <clears throat> it adds a vertical element. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, so much of this Mavs team, especially like before the trade deadline, was very horizontal, right? And then, obviously um, you you have a couple of guys that maybe try and get you downhill, but they're that vertical element that is added, especially you've we've seen it in some regard with Derek Lively. Now the prospect of having that consistently over the course of the game is huge, right? And so it's not anything that anybody did not see, But seeing it in action was huge, right? Like being able to see, um, I think it was one of the things that I noted very quickly is just like, yo, these guys bring a vertical element that's just huge. And, Luka Doncic very clearly enjoys it right you can see it in his whole countenance (laughs) as he's playing it's like oh he is he is enjoying the fact that he gets to play with that level and it changes things right one of the things we saw with this team is yeah they you know they were shooting pretty well in that game they didn't shoot super great from three in that way, but it allowed them to continually have a presence that got them to the rim. And I think that that might change the dynamics of how this team is, where we look at this team as like a live by the three, die by the three team. I think that this these moves, and with Gafford in particular, it's going to help you exist a little bit more and balance that out by getting downhill.
0: Having that other option, just having like a, the vertical threat, it adds so much to your team. It's something that we've been talking about for years. I mean, even back to, all right, why is a – you know a Dwight Powell better than some of the other options the Mavericks have had in the past. Like, okay, well he bring, he helps you bring a, a vertical threat or has in the past with Gafford. Now, I mean, he is one of the best vertical threats in the NBA. He even said, he's like, "Just throw it up there and I'll I'll go get it." Right? Like, right, it doesn't yeah. matter where you throw it, I'll go catch it. And he definitely did. And it, it's about his ability to finish finishing with force. He just you saw it in that first game. Yes. Right? He's he's not just going to grab the ball, mess around with it, and then just like miss a shot, you know, at the rim, he's going, he's going to dunk it. Like he's going, he's going there. Even the like Chet Holmgren had a great block on him at the, it was, it was was him at the end of the game, right. That Chet had that, had that great block at the rim. even that you're just like, man, he's still going for it. And he's still like trying to finish with with that kind of a force, just a great block by Chet. But that adds so much to your team because then all of a sudden you can't just, all right, now our, our, our defense is just going to pay attention to shooters and shooters and shooters, and then it's all kind of the same thing over and over again, same thing over and over again that the Mavericks show you. You have that other option. And Luca just thrives with these kind of guys. I mean, just look at what he's done with Lively. And like you said, now they have 48 minutes of those two guys to, to play this. And it doesn't seem like Lively is going to play in this game on Monday. But uh, Gafford against his old team, they don't really have anybody to, to defend this either. It's all, that's right. I'm expecting kind of a big game from Gafford in this one. And it's its hard to go into games for the Mavericks and go, this player is going to go off, right? But you can say that if you're playing against a smaller team and all of a sudden you have these centers. and like It's just a luxury to have.
1: And I, one of the other things that's nice is, I mean, you see some of this with Lively, but he's a young guy and that shows up in... Uh, I think me and you were sitting next to each other when we were talking about like, all right, this this is a this is a lineup on the floor that wants to run a little bit. It's like, all right, but you add a little besides they're still getting up and running. I mean, Gafford in particular, like the the play that is etched in my mind is the fast break where Josh Green gets like the the early outlet and he in, in, you know, weeks past, months past. That is Josh Green. That is Tim Hardaway Jr. And they're going and taking maybe a contested layup uh, in transition. And now you're starting to, like, are they going to finish? Which, you know, not bad finishers, but not incredible finishers. And then you get the Josh Green behind the back pass to a trailing Daniel uh, Daniel Gafford. Yeah, that's a different level of two points than, like, a contested. And so now the running gets even better, right? And that level of threat is just so fun, in addition to the fact that, hey, man, the defensive backstop there was nice. Now, this is a very particular team that you were playing in the Thunder where you had two guys Um, And most times on the court for them that you did not trust. So like you could pack it in a little bit, but the backstop was huge and it it showed to be very different defensively for a team that was trying to get in there.
0: And just grabbing boards and finishing plays. I mean, the rebounds have been such a problem for the Mavericks and now you get bigger with Gafford. And I don't think that it's going to be as much of a problem anymore. And those fast break points, you mentioned Mavs outscored the thunder 66 to 34 in fast break. That's such a big number that some of it is anomaly. Like some of some of it is just an off an off night in some ways for the Thunder. But the Mavs are getting stops and they were getting, you know, defensive rebounds and they right. and then you, like you said, push it in transition. And like they've been preaching it since the beginning of training camp to push in transition. And so if they do finally get stops, then they can push it in transition. Like it just like one has to happen yeah. before the other. With PJ Washington, how has he changed what the Mavericks can do just in the first game that we saw what he's capable of?
1: Well, one thing that was very evident, I saw him get a check in and then immediately pick up Shea Gilders Alexander. And I was like, okay, they've got a guy who, no matter what the opposing team presents, like he is up for that challenge. And in particular, right? Like the defense isn't simply, hey, you know, whatever, right? Like you see him moving his feet, he's defending with that length that he brings. And so it's not even just, hey, I have the length to go and contest a shot, I have the quickness and the foot speed to keep you from getting to where you want to go in the first place. And now you, so now you're forcing teams to have to worry about more than just, all right, we're going to get this straight line drive and then whatever comes off of that. And like, now you're having Shea he Alexander have to work or even better. Like you saw Jalen Williams having to like drive and then redrive and do all of these other things. Like that is a huge part of this as well. On top of that, The way that he puts the ball on the floor after getting the ball in the corner, right, like trying to evade a closeout is different than the way that anybody else on this team puts the ball on the floor. Um, It starts by the fact that his midi, like his mid-range game, more advanced, right? So you saw the touch that he put on the floaters. Yeah, well, I was trying to be nice, but yes, it it exists, actually. (laughs) And so, like, you saw the floaters and then also just, like, the athleticism. And the ways in which I'm sure we'll see him going boom a few times at the rim, just getting oh, downhill. Yeah. It just, well, we, it we just saw,
0: looks different. We saw him as a vertical threat. He caught a lob from Luca from, yeah, Luka from yeah. like,
1: from like 40 feet
0: Luca through that pass. And you know, I, I said this on locked on NBA today with Jackson Gatlin, but like, Grant wasn't giving you that, right? Re, Reggie Bullock wasn't giving you that. Even Dorian no. at times wasn't, wasn't giving you that, that, you know, that explosiveness, that athletic ability to, to finish around the rim and to just finish with like a huge dunk or something like that. Like it just, like they couldn't get up. They couldn't get up and do it because that's their groundbound type, you know. Wings Dorian less so than those other two I mentioned, but yeah, like that, that. That's huge. His ability to move his feet was just like you and I were both talking about it during the game. Man, that stood out to me. Is like, oh, he's he's got he's defensively sound in the way that he he kept up with SGA in that game, and like that that adds a lot. Where now you have a like. Hopefully, if it continues like this, you have a player that you can trust on some of these guys, and the rest of the defense isn't panicking all the time. You know, it felt like a right. lot of times in the Mavericks defense is is bad and has these games where we go, oh, they just got to be better defensively. They, you know, you can't trust any of your individual defenders against a star player like that. But coming up, let's talk about how these two players have changed the ceiling of the Mavericks, and especially okay. if a Mavericks team is healthy. Let's talk about how their ceiling has changed and more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go check out LinkedIn Jobs and see what you can get. See if you're a small business owner or if you're a large business owner, I guess. Go check out LinkedIn Jobs, not just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals make it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all this while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you know that you have that many candidates. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, it's real quick. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even simpler and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On Mavs, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. We've got the daily Locked On Sports Dallas stream on YouTube and Firestick TV and all kinds of places. So go check it out. The Locked On Sports Dallas got 24-7 shows like Locked On Mavs, like Locked On Rangers, Locked On Cowboys, all kinds of stuff. So go check it out on the Locked On Sports Dallas YouTube channel. All right, Reggie, we've talked about how Gafford and PJ have changed what the Mavericks can do and how their addition has changed this team what's the Mavericks new ceiling? Does it, did it change for you, especially after seeing that first that first game and how great it was. I felt like title, <laughs> you could, you could win a title. If you're, if you play that good, I think you could, but uh, how did it change for you?
1: Oh yeah. No, like the ceiling is different. Like, I, I think I tweeted it specifically. I was like, Oh yeah, things are different now. And I, I still want to obviously see the ways that they play versus some of these teams, but clearly we mentioned the idea that you're you have more cards to play right like i think this is really just the thing about it is now you're putting the things in the in the hands of the head coach but now he has more cards to play it's mm. not simply if we do not do this one thing well there is no counter punch. oh baby there's punches right like <laughs> uh we've seen the idea that or and i guess immediately you start thinking okay well where does maxi go because i think you have a couple of guys that are your centers and you can pretty much stop there. It's like, oh well, now Maxi can be a four, and you've got big lineups, like legitimate big lineups at times. Who didn't or, play
0: until garbage time?
1: Dwight Powell, Dwight not gonna Powell. see, not gonna see the floor, even with Lively not playing. Right, and so some, and then one of the things about this, and I was talking about it with uh, our friend Kevin Gray um, after the game, was the idea that you know what this trade and these trades and these guys fitting in actually does. It also slides some guys into roles that they fit better into. Mm right and so some guys were having to play the role of like your fourth best player when in all reality in a, in a on a good team you want them to play sixth best player and i think you you slid some guys into opportunity or into places where now you have a better cohesive unit and so no this definitely changes what i think the ceiling is at the very least because it seems like you have better circumstances for luca right like obviously the right, lob threat we've seen the ways that he can operate with that and if you have that consistently you give, you know, you give teams a hard time and you know, they have to pick their poison and that's never fun. And then you, there's more cards and you simply just have um, guys in better places uh, to succeed.
0: They do. It's all, it's all seemingly lined up. And this is why I'm so fascinated what a healthy Mavericks team looks like. One, cause we haven't seen it yet. I would love, yeah. I just want to see, I'm not even asking for Exum because I just don't think that that's realistic anymore. I just, I'm, I'm nervous about his injuries and the, the injury history in the past, but with lively just it's a broken nose. So he should be back. Uh, relatively soon. It doesn't seem like he's going to be back Monday, but I just want to see how it slots in like that and how, he, how he, you know, how 48 minutes of all these guys together works and how, you know, you have 48 minutes of, of lively and Gafford that we mentioned earlier, but you also probably have 48 minutes of Maxi and PJ Washington at the four. And you're not trying to slot. Like you said, Derek Jones jr. at The four Josh green at the four, like Luca at the four, you know, sometimes like playing point guard on offense, but like you, you're not trying to play some of these guys out of position. Now that you have, like depth and you have like size at positions where you really needed it. Uh, Josh then can become a little bit more of a ball handler because yeah. they, you know, they didn't add anybody else. And then also, you know, you have these these finishers and PJ and, and Daniel Gaffer that he can work with. And we saw that insane that insane play that you mentioned earlier, yes, <laughs> where yes. Josh threw the ball behind the back in transition and Gaffer that huge dunk. Uh, and so yeah, you, you slide all these guys in. What I what I look at now is okay. Now that this, the roster makes a little bit more sense. And these two guys also give you some insurances for Lively being out. Lively Mm, was out against the Thunder, and they didn't lose a beat, like, at all because it was Gafford's first game. It's going to happen against the Wizards probably, too, and it doesn't seem like they're going to lose a beat, and we'll see what happens. But the Mavericks have, according to Tankathon, they do, like, the strength of schedule remaining, and they go through all the teams and what all the teams' records are that the the Mavericks have upcoming. They combine combine it all together. The Mavericks have... 29 games left, and their strength of schedule is the 28th in the NBA. So they and have a, good. They have yep. a cupcake schedule the rest of the way. They got the Pistons twice, the Wizards coming up on Monday, Spurs two more times, the Hornets, and then they also count the Raptors and the the Rockets as the, the you know as worst teams too. And so the Mavs have some games where they can build some chemistry, build something up, and they're tough opponents. They've got the oh this actually still oh they've got the Thunder two more times. That is that's true. They've got the uh the Celtics, the Cavs, the Nuggets once, the you know, the Sixers once, and then the Kings twice. And the Kings twice is like if that's if that's what you're talking about, a hard <laughs> like two hard games, then it's not it's not too bad for the Mavericks the rest of the way. And uh, I'm excited to see how it plays out.
1: Yeah, it it feels like they're in a different tier of team now. Like they've taken a step up in tier, depending on how you viewed them prior, right? um there feels like there's the absolute top of the west where you're if you especially if you're talking about the likes of the nuggets who we I mean we just know that they are a well-built team that knows how to kind of like flip the switch if you want to go there I mean I probably the way that the Clippers have been playing of late and the ways that it seems like they might not actually get injured this year like that feels like a tier up there but the likes of like the thunder that you just saw that you know we know we're a good team that probably wasn't their best uh punch but that's a young team. They have some like playoff playoff inexperience. I wouldn't mind seeing this team play the Thunder. I wouldn't mind seeing this team play the Kings. I wouldn't like that tier below that top tier in the West, where you go, okay, those guys, though, that that team we know is really good. There, there's, I think the Mavs have absolutely slipped into that place um, and had the opportunity to play with a lot of those teams, which in my mind means. Uh, I'm no longer in a place where it's like, all right, they could probably win a first round and then maybe contend. I'm like, oh no, they can, they can, you know, replicate what they did a few years back and go to a Western conference finals. Like that feels within the realm of possibility.
0: You feel, yeah. Like if you're talking about, all right, what's their, what's their ceiling now? Like where, where, where could they get? Yeah. I was, I was thinking if they match up with the right team before these trades and before everything, I was like, all right, if they match up with the right team, they get hot from three, then they could win a first round series. Now I'm like, all right, I, I think they can they could they could win a first round series and it doesn't take as many caveats, right? Yeah. And then just in the regular season, look at the Mavs are six and a half games out of first, just not like ridiculous, but it's it is it is a big stretch. I don't think they're gonna catch up with the Timberwolves, Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder to get like home court advantage yeah. in the first one. But I think you're right in the fact that they moved up a tier. Where if you thought the Kings and the Suns and maybe the Pelicans were like in a different tier and the Mavericks were down with the Lakers and the Warriors, you know, and like they were in that bottom part. Then they move, they move up, or maybe they were in a tier by themselves, like in the middle, and now they now they join the Kings and the Suns as like more complete teams that yeah. should be should be a lot better and sh- like should like the teams will look at and be scared of. Which the teams should be scared of the Mavericks going into the playoffs for sure, even if they're not going to be favored in some of these series.
1: Absolutely, I mean there was al- always like a just baseline level of fear because you have a top five player in this league, conservatively, right? Luka Doncic, yeah, Daniel is- Gafford is. <laughs> you know what that's right my apologies to daniel Gafford. uh no but i mean Luca is clearly yeah. he 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 makes his own fortune in some ways but this seems to be significantly more optimized around him some guys that are smart and athletic um join and that those are things that luka doncic can play really well to uh, they address some of the holes in this roster so with that being the case like it just, I feel like I've said this time and time again at this point in this program, but it just feels like you have more cards on the table and you can address different things more consistently. And I feel like that's what the playoffs is about, right? It ends up being chess as opposed to checkers. And so if it, it felt like they had one way to it, one tool to address the problem of the playoffs. Now it feels like they have more tools, which means more opportunities for success.
0: You know what Gafford also gives the Mavericks is insurance, not just reliably for injuries, but like. In the playoffs, what if he? What if he all of a sudden just? That's when he hits the rookie wall. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. you go, man, like he, yeah. he's hitting this spot and he's not ready for the moment. Then all of a sudden, you have Gafford. You can just throw in there and see how he does. Now we've only seen five playoff games total of his from a couple years ago, but he's older. It seems like he's ready for this moment, and he's definitely you know bigger, more physical, you know, as far as strength and all that. And so I think that he may be a little bit more ready for a physical series if it does get that way. Uh, so, yeah, I th- I'm fascinated to see, it's fa- okay, I'm fascinated to see the rest of the season, if they can catch up to some of these teams and, like, make their way. They should, if they can stay healthy, get into that top six and avoid the play-in. That's what I think that their new regular season se- like ceiling Agreed. is. And yeah. then it depends on the matchup. If it's the Nuggets in the first round, I'm, I'm not feeling
1: sure super Fair great enough. about
0: it. If it's the Timberwolves or Thunder, I actually would feel really good about it. The Clippers, to me, would be a draw. I James Harden is such a wild card in the playoffs that I just I have no idea how that team would play out and how the Mavericks would play them. And so, uh, coming up, let's talk about. We're, we're feeling pretty good right now. Real good. We're, we're feeling real good. So let's talk it back down to earth. How could we be getting ahead of ourselves? We'll talk about that in more right. coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things further? Well, Nissan has a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level, the 2024 Nissan Rogue, perfect for city drives and great escapes, class-exclusive Google built-in is there for you, always updating on the call for you to get almost anything done in your car. You don't even have to connect to your phone anymore. Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play Store, built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen. The infotainment system is right there for you. You got all that built-in to this 2024 Nissan Rogue, the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Also, check out the Nissan Pathfinder, room for up to eight expansive cargo capacity and advanced uh, advanced a bit like four by four capability that's what it has four by four capability it's a big car with 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing when adventure calls pathfinder is there to give you what you need take the nissan rogue nissan pathfinder or the nissan armada and go to your next big adventure shop nissan usa.com shut it down All right, Reggie. Let's talk about this Mavs team. We got we're feeling pretty good, feeling great. The vibes, I dare I say, are immaculate right now with the Mavericks. Um, how are ways we're getting? At, how are there ways we could be getting ahead of ourselves with Gafford and PJ Washington?
1: There's there's still some figuring out to be done here right? Like there, as you mentioned, there's not healthy yet, all these pieces come back, you have to find the ways to fit them together. And also, it's one of the things that we talked about, not to allude too much to the fact that we were sitting next to each other during a basketball game. But uh, we talked about this during <laughs> that game. And it was like, okay, this is a lineup where they typically want to do this. And we stop and we take a second, we go wait, no, there are new pieces that provide different tools, like they're gonna have to refigure what various lineups are but then also what they do right like okay is this the lineup that gets up and runs up and down or is is it something a little bit different now that you have you know either pj or gafford in at this point point? and so i think that there's some figuring out to be done there and then also just like the over broader part of this which is yeah you have new tools and like more opportunities and ways to attack a situation you're all putting that in the hands of Jason Kidd, and you're hoping that he gets it right. And I know that there's a lot of people in this fan base, as I see your eyes widen, that maybe <laughs> that's not the biggest prospect of uh, hope for them, yeah, you know? I'm and still,
0: so... I'm just a coach.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> you have to trust them to figure those things out in a relatively short period of time and then utilize all of the tools that they have in the proper way.
0: Yeah, it... Being on J like it is now there's there's pressure on kid on like, OK, you got it more a team that makes more sense together. I'm curious if the Mavericks, like uh, if they have Luca and Kyrie, they're fine if they're both healthy and they're both in there. But if you don't have one of them, I still think you're missing some ball handling, especially if, if XM yeah. is going to be gone. You didn't really add that in any of these guys. Uh, they don't really need it if they got both those guys healthy, but that it goes back to that. I'm worried about PJ if it's, if his fate will be the same as Grant Williams defensively where it's like, all right, maybe he's better than Grant Williams, but like, it's not enough. It's just not enough for what the, what this team needs and the moments that they need. If kids still going to play the Luca Kyrie, Tim Hardaway, Jr. PJ Washington in a center, right? Can he hold up enough where there's breakdowns and all like all over the place for various reasons. Can he still hold up? So I'm worried about that. I'm also worried about his jumper, but we'll start with the defense.
1: Yeah, the the jumper's a great point, but one thing that feels confident or that I feel confident in is just, like, the Luca bump that we see is just, like, seeing, getting that many open shots, knowing that you're going to get those. He already seems fairly confident in grabbing those and putting those up. Like, there was maybe sure. one or two in that game where he, he felt a little bit shaky, but after that, I was like, oh, okay, and these, this is going up. And so I feel like there's something about confidence where there's some of the players that you've seen on this team, but they didn't seem like they had that immediately. That it seems to be something that he has. So I I, I want to see that. And of course, you trust the development of this team to get shooting in a pretty good place, I imagine. Um, but then yeah, no, the defensive thing is part of it. I also wonder, and is is this just something where I am living in the moment or this this does continue? Um, can we talk about fan favorite status? Cause it does feel like Daniel Gafford, PJ <sighs> Washington, maybe to a little bit lesser degree at this point. Like they bring a level of energy for sure in the building, but then also it seems like they bring a le- level of energy to this team. And it's one thing that I felt like the energy of this team was only really from like knocking down shots. And so those guys seem to bring a level of energy that I wonder if that helps sustain the defense, but then also on the other end, what happens if that, that aspect does not continue? Say, let me poo-poo it since that's
0: what we're doing here on, the, <laughs> on this part. What if the energy is just from something new? Right, and then it goes right, back right. to this, the stagnant, you know, low energy missing threes. And Oh, the, they teams figure out a way to take the lob threat away. Other teams will do that. It won't just be yeah. like the thunder games all the time. Cause the thunder played really small. And so what if they take away the lob threat? And now all of a sudden you're looking at, all right, we've got to still come up with a way to keep scoring. And then they're letting as many baskets on the other end. And you're just like, what, what happens when it breaks down again? Cause one of the things we're still looking for is a defensive leader. Jason Kidd has mentioned that he's looking for that. And I don't know that you added that with these teams. I've seen Maxi actually st- take a step forward in being more vocal defensively. You, can, you see him screaming on the back line. Lively has a little bit here and there. Uh, but you really didn't add, like, that elite defender. PJ, is, I think, is going to be better than what Grant was. But you didn't add that, like, linchpin in there. Yeah. Or, or a defensive leader, like a vocal-type defensive leader. And so what if that like rears its ugly head again? And the energy isn't there because it was just because it was something new, and you know, it, you know, they're Troy and Gabriella at the, at the at the ski resort, and it's like this is the start of something new, and then all of a sudden it like wears down, and you're like, okay, singing the same damn song again. <laughs>
1: yeah that's and so that's that's one of the things i worry about Uh, real quick and of course i understand this isn't like the entirety of the are we getting ahead of ourselves but like with the daniel gafford do you feel like he brings a little bit of that talking because i mean again one game sample size not one to work on but it did seem like there was some level of like organizational thought process in his mind as he's in the back line
0: yeah you could see him in the first game he called he was calling out screens which is great that's what you that's what you want right like calling out screens and where they're coming from, because there's no way he's going to know the defense like, right right away and where everyone's supposed yeah. to rotate. But he was calling where screens were coming from. And so just that vocal level they they need from that position for sure. And so maybe he does become that. I mean, he, he, there was no way he was going to become it in, with the Wizards. <laughs> I don't know if there's a – like, is there a, a leadership position to step up into for the Wizards on defense? Right. But, yeah, it, it could it could be, right? And that, that's one of the ways that it could go right. But if it doesn't, then all of a sudden you got two guys that haven't played in playoff games – you know when the lights get bright you know and you're and you start depending on them a lot what if they don't deliver
1: yeah but i mean going back to like the ways that we could be getting ahead of ourselves like a lot of this was transition points in this game or whatever and then one of the things that we saw first quarter those guys come in it's gangbusters you remember what happened in the second quarter yeah where just like they got iso heavy and then all of a sudden it's a 20 point quarter and it's like yo what happened to all the offense that was happening like tools are only as good as you utilize them for. And so I, I, I almost wonder and worry, are they going to, are they going to make sure to continue to use these guys' talents or will they get to places where for stretches, they forget what's happening or they don't go there because it, you know, it's easier to just ISO or what have you.
0: Yeah. And they just go back to old habits, yeah. <laughs> old, old habits, just dying hard. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious what they what they look like, and I'm I'm curious what these guys look like in big games. You know, last you know the Thunder game, I guess was a big game, but the Mavericks came out to such a big lead in that first quarter, right? Uh, And then they ended up you know coming back, and that was a good showing of fight and effort. And that third quarter was great for them. But yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see when it's all right. The chips are down. They got to. We got to win a game like that Timberwolves game recently or the Bucks game from the beginning of the season where it's right. It's fourth quarter. Who can step up? Does, does PJ look like he's stepping up? Does this Gafford really take a step forward? And we just haven't seen that yet. And we, we just don't know about these two guys. So that's this is where I think it, these are the places where I think it could go wrong. But they're all what ifs and everything's a what if.
1: Right. The year of question marks rolls on.
0: We're asking questions. We'll continue to ask questions here on Locked On Mavs. We'll have you covered for the game against the Wizards. Slightly and I will be back on there. So we'll have that. Dana Larson joining me on Tuesday night. So we'll be able to uh, talk through all the moves since they've been made official now. And, and we've seen them and all that. We'll have two games to talk about there. Uh, there'll be no episode on Thursday night going into Friday because I'm going to All-Star. So, I'll, But then I'll have a bunch of All-Star stuff for you over the weekend. It must be nice. Love, I'm loving it. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom!